Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. You been riding that favor? Man, I'll tell you, yesterday I got some favor. You want to talk about favor? Man, you want to hear a quick story? Man, yesterday, oh my God, I love my wife. We got, we had to go to the airport. We got stuck coming back, so we were coming back, and we had to spend the night in Atlanta, you know, because that weather was bad here the other day, and missed the flight and all this jazz. So we get up in the morning, we go downstairs, and I'm like, man, this is, this, we got to go get on this thing. So we go get going, and man, it is a zoo. It's a complete zoo, and usually everything works out cool, you know, the TSA pre and all that. We're ready to go. Let's go. We're getting ready to go. Get ready to go, and all of a sudden. Something with the ticket change didn't have her there, and there's nine million people. It's like an hour of being online, all this crazy stuff going on. PL just got a little bit like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? And the lady, the lady at the thing, the lady, TSA lady at the thing sees us and goes, what are you doing? It's like looking at, looking at PL going, what's going on? I said, she's a little bit happy right now. Just leave her alone. Because right? she was like, it should be working. She goes, you know what? Forget it. Let me just take you. Now there's like, I don't know what that is. There's like a hundred, I don't know, there's like, I don't know, I don't know hour, and, hour and plus minutes in the line. Because a guy came through and said it took me an hour to get through that mess. She goes, come with me. <laughs> I'm just laughing. I go, this is going to be good. She goes, come with me. She walked through the whole thing, opens the, the ropes, walks to the front of the line where the people wait. Y'all did it. Take your shoes off, do all that stuff. And walked to the front of the line, expedited through the whole thing, puts the lady there, cuts 100,000 people, whatever's going on, and it looked like, and goes, here you go, sir. <laughs> I go, that's the favor of God, baby. It ain't fair. And all those people looking at me all mad, like, why are you up there? Who are you? <laughs> you know, they, 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 who you face? Like, who are you? I said, it ain't me, it's him. Because <laughs> you keep talking about it, and what happens, I keep, t- I tell you, I've been telling them, you just keep talking about it and recognizing it, and then the kids were mad at me in the airport. Because I'm like, that's the favor of God. And everybody turned around like, here's the big mouth guy. I said, no, nah, man, my life's easier the more I keep acknowledging God for favor. So when you're working, that's the favor of God. You, ain't, you don't have to be ridiculously weird. But I'm, a little, I'm a little extra, you know what I'm saying? A little bit. You know, so I got to let them know, you know, that's the favor of God. Now, not in front of all the people that were in line, because that would be rude, because they'd be like, we don't, we don't like you, and we don't like your God right now, because you just cut ahead of us. But after I got through all that mess, on the other side, when nobody knew what was going on, I said, that's the favor of God. That's the favor of God. I would have never, we would have never made the plane. There's no way we would have, they would have made the plane. I had, mine went through. There's the, I don't know why, the devil, whatever, right? So I go, that's the favor of God. Now, see, this is what I'm trying to teach you, the principles. I didn't say nothing. I didn't demand nothing. Are you catching this? I didn't say nothing. I didn't demand, I I didn't say anything. I sat there and was like, what do I do? The lady took one look and said, I'm going to help you. I was like, when in the airport has a TSA agent ever helped you at the, God bless all you TSA people. When have they helped you be, you know what I'm saying? To, to go escort you. And I said, you preach it, it manifests. You talk it, you think it. This is why I want you on the job going, that's the favor of God. You ain't got to scream it. That's fair. Things start working in your favor. Amen. You understand this? I just I felt like testifying to let you know this stuff works. So you got to start putting it in your mouth. 
That's the favor of God. That's, I don't care if it's $5 or five minutes. That's the favor of God. Telling God what God needs to hear when he needs to hear it. You understand it? Praise be to God. Hey, I want you to do this. Go with me to Isaiah 43, 18. We're going to look at it in the King James. And then we're going to look at it, and we'll look at it like in the message. It reads real well. I want you to understand this. I want you to start looking for the new thing. I've been really feeling that. We've been talking about things. We've been talking about things for a while. We said, you know, we're not supposed to look at seen things, right? And I want you to see that. But I want you to look at Isaiah. Go to Isaiah 43, 18. Pop that up there. We're going to read it. And, you know, everybody reads this scripture. Isaiah is prophesying what's ready to come. He says, remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Look at this, right? Now look at the next verse. Behold, I'll do a new thing. For it shall spring forth, shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Ooh, come on, somebody, right? I'll make some rivers in the desert. What he's talking about is the promise of God. And if you, if you could put that in the message, Mom, 18 and 19, it would be great. I'll give you some time. But he says, I'm getting ready to do a new thing, right? We've been talking about not looking at things that you see. Because things you see are temporal. I, I started thinking about something. I want you guys starting to look for the new thing. Now, what do I mean the new thing? I'm talking about how do I find the newness of life, amen? Sometimes life just seems to be, how do I, how do I you know, I, personally, what, what do I want you to see? I want you to see that things can change. Your marriage can change, your finances can change, your family dynamic could change, your, your, your relationships with people could change, your life can change, your mental, your mental arena can change, everything you're seeing can change, but I think sometimes we get so stuck at looking at what was, we can't see what can be. We get so stuck at looking where we're at, we don't see where we can find hope for the future or help for the next season or something that can shift in our life. And if you're not careful, it says this. Look what it says right here. They lie down and they can't get up. They're snuffed out like so many candles. Forget about what's happening and don't keep going over. Look at this. Old history. How many times do we keep going over old history, right? How many times do we keep re rehearsing the past and rehearsing the things we don't need to rehearse anymore? How, how, many, how many setbacks in life have now tried to settle in our mind and now ask us for taking time? See, here's the thing with stuff. Anything that's happened in your life in the past is trying to become a time robber of your future. Every past regret, or every past problem, it's only trying to rob time in your future. See, the effect of it and how long it lasts in affecting your future, that's up to you. How much time are you going to allow the regret and the things of the old to come into the new and be a time robber of where you're going? Right. And that's what he's saying. Be, be what? He said, I'm getting ready to do something new, busting and bursting out, you're going to see it. I'm making a road through the desert. I'm going to bring wealth. And that, you know what he's talking about there? When God brought Israel through the times of the exile to the promised land, they needed a miracle. They needed change. How many remember this? The Red Sea parted and they walked over on dry. That's what he's talking about. He said, he said what? He said what? He said, I'll be with you. How many remember the biggest problem in the desert was they needed water. God had water coming out of a rock for crying out loud. He's like, look, you can't just, don't try to look for me where I used to be. I'm going to move with you into the future. 
So many times, doesn't that happen? We get stuck looking at God like, well, why didn't this happen? Or why didn't that happen? Or why, why didn't it? Look, man, stop staring at what could, could have been and should have been and didn't been and forget about all the bins and let's start looking for the new thing. Do you get up every day looking for the new thing? Or do we get up every day kind of like rehearsing the past and staying stuck in that place? Because the thing I started thinking about is this. He said, temporal. Remember we talked about this? And we could go look at this just real quick. Let's read. Don't you see it? There it is, making a road through the desert. And look what he says on the other side. Just keep going a little bit more. He says, I, I made a road through the desert, right? I love this. <laughs> Forget about happening. Don't go over be alert. Be I'm about to do something. It's bursting out. Don't you see it? There it is. I'm making a road through the desert and rivers in the badlands. I'm going to bring, I'm going to what? I'm going to bring a different supply. And this is what I want you to know. Yeah, I want you to know if you're going to find the new thing, you're going to have to learn to forget the old thing. That's the biggest thing we got to remember. We got to get out of the old mental thinking, the old mental arena. Listen to this. I want you to see this thing. I put this here, and I want to look at this scripture one more time. I know we've looked at this the other day, but I kind of feel like if we're not careful, we go too fast, and we, and we, we need to just go back over some of these things to help us see this stuff. Go to 2 Corinthians 4.13. You can look at it in the King James. It'll read really well. And I, we, we could do this um, just so you can just pull this thing in. 2 Corinthians 4.13. He says, you have the same spirit of faith. And I love the way he writes this here. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, we understand that the apostle Paul is trying to get us to get a greater understanding that the seen things of life are only temporal, but the unseen things of life are eternal. And how many of you know the life we live in? That's kind of a weird kind of way of talking. Most people don't talk like that. Like, what am I supposed to just deny it's there? We live in some kind of world of wacky, you know, like, oh, don't look at the things that are seen, but look at the things that are not seen. Well, I don't come from outer space, so how in the world do I learn how to live this life? You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like, he's basically saying, stop looking at the things that are right there, physical, tangible, sensible, and become, you see, I said this, God doesn't make any sense. God doesn't live in sense. God makes no sense. God is in a different stratosphere when it comes to sense. He's not in the sense realm. He affects the sense realm, but he works in the unseen realm. So because God is an, you ever see God? No, because he works in an unseen realm. Does that mean God's not real? No, obviously God is real, but you don't see him. So if God works in an unseen realm, then why in the world would we think this would be so easy in the seen realm to figure out the things of God? So it's going to take faith. We know this, but you get what I'm saying? The like You see the effects of God in the seen realm, but you never really see God in the seen realm because he doesn't live in the seen realm. He affects the seen realm from an unseen realm. And all your attention is on is a seen realm. This is where you have no hope. You got to get off the seen realm and get to the unseen realm to get God to work. That's why get away from, the, you got to get into a new thing. It's a new thinking. If you don't get to a new thinking, you're going to get the same old results. Because we freak out. How many times have we flipped out in the sense realm when we knew God in the spirit realm could handle every situation I'm facing right now? But because it's so physically tangible, touchable, seeable, smellable, hearable, physical, I don't know what to do, and I kind of go, 
quiet on the unseen realm because the seen realm's got my attention. So God's getting ready to do something new in your life. That Isaiah 43 scripture wasn't just me finding something to preach. That was me giving you an availability to do a new life. God's getting, something, getting ready to do something new in my life, your life. God's getting ready to change your future. I'm telling you, and it's going to spring up. And that's the power of the Holy Spirit. He's going to spring up. That's what he was saying. It wasn't just rivers in the desert. It was Holy Spirit in your daily life for the believer in the church. That's what he's saying. The Holy Spirit's getting ready to do something new in your life, something fresh in your life, something exciting in your life. He's going to change the way you think. He's going to show you. He's going to arrest. This is what I prayed for you. He will arrest your attention and the daily cares of life. He will arrest your attention. Like, don't go there with your mind. He's going to arrest your attention. Don't focus on that. Things are going to try. Don't, don't go there. He's going to arrest your attention and take you to a different level of thinking. So look at this, right? We having the same spirit of faith, according as written, I have believed, and therefore I have spoken. We also believe, and therefore we speak. Right there, you better get that. We have the same spirit of faith, right? What do we do? We believe and speak. Are you speaking what you believe? That's the key. You're only allowed, as a believer, you're only allowed to believe what, and speak what you believe, and you believe what you speak. That's the place. Do I believe what I'm speaking? Am I speaking what I believe? We have the same spirit of faith. Look at verse, keep going. But therefore we speak, we believe there's speak, knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus Christ, raised up Jesus also, he'll present us with you. Great. Keep going. You're going to see this in a minute. It's going to pull in. For all things are for your sake, that the abundant grace might, through the thanksgiving of many, what? Overflow to the glory of God. I like that word better. It's going to overwhelm, right? For which cause we do not faint. But though our outward man perish, the inward man is what? We knew dead by that. That, what is he saying? He's saying your spirit man is growing and becoming more alive. But that's what I got to get in context. I got to connect with. Watch this. This is what I want you to see. 17 and 18. For our light affliction, but it's for a moment, working for us a far morning external weight of glory. We understand that. So we're going to go through stuff. If you think your life's going to be paved with roses, you're crazy. Look at 18. Now, this is the big one. While we look not at the things which are seen. So here's what we've been saying last time. The church has tried to make you believe that seen things are not real. That is ridiculous. Seen things are real. We have the power to change the seen things with the unseen things of God. You better pull that in and get that because we live in a seen realm. God is getting ready, but uh, what? The things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal. You better stay right there, subject to change. Now, did you get that? That means everything you see, everything that comes at you, is this making sense? Because what do I want you to know? I want you to know that everything coming at you in life, the word of God can fix. Every thought, every idea, every suggestion, every hurt, every pitfall, every problem, God's got an answer. It's temporal, subject to change with the, what, the eternal material of God, which is the word of God. So the word of God can change every temporal situation we're in. But how many know when that hits, most of the time, we don't focus on the unseen things of God. We look at only what we could see in our life and what we're feeling right now, and therefore we don't lean into the things we need to lean into from the word of God. 
That is why it's so important to understand. I'm getting ready to do something new. I'm getting ready to bring something new to you to change your life forever. And one of the things he says in verse 18 in Isaiah 43 was this. He said what? He said, forget and consider not the things of old. And I'm telling you, I think that's one of the biggest things that people do. They keep rehashing the, the, the old so they cannot step into their future. It's the truth, man. Listen to this. In Isaiah 43, 19, I'm going to give you just a brief explanation of what's going on because I want you to. They, 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 God was wearied with, with Israel's disobedience. I'm going to give you a quick overflow. God was faithful to his promise. Once again, he provided for them. He rescued them. He was parting the waters. He, he led them through the Red Sea. He did all the miracles, and he did everything. See, God wanted to the passage through the waters in the Red Sea. God always does new things. He makes all things new. He never changes, but as he reveals deeper and deeper layers of truth to people, experience aspects of God and his salvation in a brand new way. Watch this. What? God is beginning to reveal that salvation came by Jesus Christ. That's what he's trying to get him to see with this picture of this springing forth of this kind of like a type of Holy Spirit that was going to happen. The next thing was what? The newness of life is getting ready to transform the Israelites, just like the newness of life is getting ready to transform me and you. And what is the one of the key elements he says is, he says, I'm doing something new. What? You're maybe not going to say it, but he says what? Remember not and consider not the things old. And that's why I want you to look at this. Go look at Philippians 3.13. I want you to know if you're going to find the new thing, if you're going to live in this new thing, and you're going to walk in this new life, you're going to have to learn to forget the old things. And that is Philippians 3.13, and I want you to say this. Philippians 3.13, I'm going to tell you what. If you think about this real strong, you're going to know and understand this, that the word of God is real quick, that we get out of the old and we get into the new. What does that mean? Look at this in Philippians 3.13. Brethren, you all know this. And then we're going to read it in the Passion. Brethren, I count not myself to apprehend, but this one thing I do. I forget the things, I forget the things which are behind me, and I reach for it. Look at this. Brethren, I count not my, it's Apostle Paul saying what? I, I figured this out. I have not apprehended everything, but one thing I do. <clears throat> what does that mean? He's saying, I haven't done everything, but I'm going to show you the one thing I've done. I haven't apprehended or achieved everything I'm trying to achieve But one thing I've learned to do, this one thing, I forget those things which are behind and I reach forth into those things which are before. You know what he's saying? I'm separating myself from my past. I'm leaving my past behind. I force myself to forget. You need to write that down. That's a great word. You need to force yourself to forget. You have to. Regrets in life will try to come against each and every one of us. You have to force yourself to forget. If you don't force yourself to forget the hindrances of the past, now am I asking you to forget people? Yeah, I am. Now that's going to sound mean, but I don't really care. You have to learn to force yourself to not let your mind go some places. It's not healthy for you. You have to force yourself to forget. It's not, you can't go there. If people think, it's, think they, they want to reminisce it, now listen, I'm not trying to be mean. You're talking about grief? I'm even talking about grief. Grief will kill you. 
I remember Miss Zona told me a story one time. She was grieving her husband. He had passed away. It's very sad. I'm going to tell you this quick story. And, 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 and she told me this. And she said, she said, you know, Pastor Chris, she said, I was kind of grieving, and I didn't understand. And I had this heavy grief. I had this heavy grief. I had this heavy grief. And then she said, you know, one day, she said, I started seeing she was in the spirit realm a little bit. And she said, I started seeing what that spirit was trying to do. It was trying to, it was trying to almost, see, because this is what people think. People think grief, grief, grieving and grief are kind of like two different things. But the, the, the thing tried to come and almost produce a, a, a level of oppression in her life because she couldn't let go of certain things she knew she had to let go. She said, you know what? She goes, I figured it out. She goes, it was a spiritual attack. Even though it was something that, had, that was, 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 was touching to the heart, it was a spiritual attack because every time it would try to bring her back to this place of grief, it would try to get on her almost and oppress her. I never forgot that. I said, what do you mean? She goes, no, it was like a spirit would try to come and overshadow me, and I would get grief-filled from the grief that it carried, and I learned how to, I just had to cut it off. I couldn't go there in my mental arena. I, I had to learn to live beyond the regrets of life or whatever is going on. And I said, I never forgot that. I never forgot that story. So what I say, because I used to see people, and I say, well, you know, I'm just like, no, you got to learn to forget some things in life. You got to learn to forget some people. I'm not talking about being mean or nasty. You got to learn to forget some things that are happening. You got to learn to go, why? Because if I'm not careful, I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. However, I do have one compelling focus. I forget all of the past. Well, how in the world are you going to do that? You got to force yourself to forget the past. You know, I wrote something down, and it was really funny. I was on a plane, and I was thinking about this. I said, you want to know what? This is going to sound so crazy, but it's so true. Right? Um, the art form of forgetting, this is so weird. It's God, though, you know. The art form, I wrote this down. The art form of forgetting is found in your ability to remember. <laughs> you got to sit on that for a minute. The art form, this is why sometimes we'll start, I'll start putting notes up so this way it'll be easier so you guys can read them. The art form of forgetting is found in your ability to remember. And I said, that makes no sense. And I had to process it. It makes total sense. The art form of you learning how to become a forgetter becomes in your ability to remember. To remember this, the moment you start thinking about something you don't need to think about, you get rid of it immediately. Do you see it? I can't let my head go there. So when it comes here, I got to remember, get rid of that. Get that out of your file case now. That's the problem. Our lack of remembering of what I should do has caused me to meditate and remember the things I should not be meditating about. You see the discipline in it? I can't let my head go there. That's what Paul's saying. Look what he said. Put that up there, please, right? He said this, he said, I don't depend on my own strength. I got one compelling focus. What's he saying? He's saying I, got, I only focus on one thing. What do you mean you only focus on one thing? I might focus all over the joint, right? He said, no, I got one goal. I got one, I forget all of the past and I fasten my heart into the future. Is your heart fastened to the new? Come on, somebody. Are you, come on, it's a brand new day. It's a brand new season. It's a brand new moment in time. Am I stepping into the new? I want you to be focused on one thing, brand new. 
It's coming new. It's going to be a new walk with God. You know, God was even, you know, I even noticed, man, last couple weeks, um, I went, I was telling you, we talked, I was talking about it uh, the one week. I don't remember where I said, man, sometimes in, in, in this thing with God, he, he kind of, oh, I know what I was doing. I was teaching on transition. That's a good message. Um, I was teaching on transition. I said, man, transition is weird. You know, it's so weird. Because you start, you start you, you, you're going somewhere different. You can't stay where you are. And you're growing into something new with God. And transition feels so much like change, but they're not. And I got, I got the other half of it. This is really good. You'll like this. Write this down. My note takers are going to love this. Transition is an inward thing, and change is an external thing. This is really good. And you got to pay attention. Okay? Now, this is really good for you. Okay? You understand me? So transition is an inward thing when change is an outward thing. Transition and change feel very, very, very familiar. Very, very similar. Because what happens is when God starts transitioning you, it becomes very uncomfortable. And you want to get to the next place. I'll say it again. Transition is an internal thing, okay? It's an internal change, okay? Change is an external thing. It's an outward thing. Does that make sense? You see what I'm saying? So what happens is God starts going on the inside. You're transitioning. I'm taking you to another place. And you go, ooh, this is going to be fun. Total uncomfortable. Miserable. Because you got to, like, go to this next place, and you can't really function in the old, old stuff. Does that make sense? This is what I'm saying. This new thing is the transition that you've been walking through. We're, going this, we're transitioning from where we are to this next season of where we're going. We're doing it corporately. Does that make sense? So God challenged me in my spirituality. He said, your spirituality isn't, isn't as tight as it needs to be. And I know, I know what he was saying. He's like, that means pick up the pace. Pick up the spirit life. We've all been a little lazy in the spirit life. Did you, get, did you feel that? That means your word time ain't where it needs to be. Your tongue's time ain't where it needs to be. Your confession time ain't where it We've getting a little sloppy. So we're getting sloppy and summer didn't even start. You feel it? I'm a feel dude, man. I'm a mess. I'm going to get really, man, this place is going to get really, really good. It's, you thought it was good before? Wait till now. I'm a complete mess. I'm a mess with this, man. Because I'm a feel guy. I feel it. I can see it. I know it. Craziestly of all, I know it. I can't explain it, but I know it. And I could pick the pulse of the whole place up in my spirit, and it's not weird. That's not weird talk. Guys don't talk like this because they, they don't want to freak people out. I can tell where we're at as a body. We're, we're behind. we got to catch up. It's not, you know I'm right. And I'm not, I'm not, that's not a spanking. That's a get ready. Right. we got to get ready. Pick up the word time. Pick up the tongue time. He got on me first. If he's getting on me, trust me, you're all with me. You're with me, man. So, like, when he tunes me up, you're just like, I'm going like, if he's tuning me up, I'm like, hey, Paul, you better pick up the tongue. Hey, what do you, pick up the spirit life. You better pick up your spirit life because if I'm getting the spirit life pickup, you better believe we're all getting the spirit life pickup. Let's go. Let's go. Where's the confession at? Where's the tongues at? Where's the stuff at? And I'm like, I'm doing it. But he's like, hey, you got to get burdens off of you that are on you and they don't come off of you because of time. They come off of you because you use the principles and the tools I gave you to get rid of them. 
So how long do you want to stay with these things on you that you should be putting on me, but if you don't use my principles of the spirit realm, they're going to stay on you for a while. Yeah, well, you want to carry that care? Then you better learn how to cast them cares. Come on, you understand what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? You want to carry those burdens? You want to carry that mind dealing in your head? You want to carry that stuff? You better cast your care on me, for I care for you. But I'm like trying a spiritual one-on-one. How do I cast cares? How do I cast care? Man, and you get behind, then you got to catch up. So keep your spirit life a little tighter because we're getting ready to go up. Now, look what he said there. Look, this is what I want you to see now. You guys are picking me up. You feel me. You know what I'm saying? So just go in. Look at this. He said, I forget and I fasten my heart to the future instead. Now, watch verse 14. You can go. I run straight for this divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal and gaining victory's prize through the anointing of Jesus. See what he said there? He said, it's an invitation. You've been invited by somebody to come to somewhere. Most people, don't, most people decline. They don't RSVP. They're like, I don't want to go. You know what I'm saying? No, come on. You want to come into this new life. You want to come into this new thinking. You want to come into this new mentality. You want to come to this next level. You want to go up, 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 and go with God. Now, this is what I was trying to say about the transition thing. Let me just give you this, and we got, oh, we got to go. All right, so watch. So transition and change are very similar. So when God starts dealing with you with transition, most people think, I got to change something. You don't. You have to walk through the process of, of, of transition. And it's not in your timeline. So now what happens is God goes, okay, I'll talk about it in second service. That's what I'll do. I'll really dial this in. So you say, Elijah's sitting at the brook. The greatest understanding of transition that I see for me to help me explain it to you is this. Elijah's sitting at the brook. It's kind of good. He's following God. He's got a brook water. he got a raven coming twice a day. It's great. And God goes, okay, time to go from this season to the next one. And the brook dries up. And he goes, what's up? Because he knows this. I don't control the water. And the raven's done. And he goes, what do I do? And God comes in and goes, hey, time to go. But I don't want to go. I got water from property. I got room service. The bellman brings the food twice a day. This is good. I'm comfortable. He goes, time to go. I got more for you. And God's more is usually uncomfortable. He goes, okay, where are we going? Um, You're going to leave here, and you're going to go to zero path. Pick up and go. I got a widow woman waiting for you. It's going to be great. And he starts making the transition to zero path. Gets the zero path, finds a widow woman and goes, hey, you're the widow woman I've been looking for. Give me something to eat. She goes, man, all I got is a Twinkie and a death sentence because I'm going to eat it and I'm going to die and it's done. Can you imagine, Elijah? You got to be kidding me. What in the world is going on? I'm thinking, man, all the way there. She's got to have some fat stacks. She must be loaded. She's take, uh, she, I, got, I found my sugar mama. Come on, somebody. 
right? She, I'm leaving the waterfront property, the ravens coming, bell service, come on. It's a good life, right? He's chilling. And he goes, no, 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 I got something better for you. It don't look better. It don't feel better. It don't sound better. It doesn't, there's no better in this. This is worse. Now I get here and she's going to have a cake and I'm going to eat it and die. And then he's got to become an even bigger jerk in the situation. Well, give me the cake because I don't know what's going on. But God sent me here and told me, you're the way to the next level, lady. Give me the cake. Man, I'm starting to learn. I'm starting to act. I'm, you know what I'm starting to learn? This is really good. This is just a challenge. The people that understand this, some of you, it's my job to challenge you to give me your cake. That's a tough spot because when I ask you to give me your cake, it's going to be uncomfortable for you. But if I really care about your next level, I'll become uncomfortable in my own skin. People don't understand the kingdom principles, man. They think you're a taker. No, I'm a giver. But the only way I can give to you is I got to take something from you first. I almost got to demand it out of your life. Yeah, isn't that crazy? It's kingdom though. So God goes, go. He goes, all right, give it to me. Doesn't make any sense. But the moment she obeys the command, the cupboards are now full. The vessels are now full. And he steps in increase. But increase was totally uncomfortable, totally unseeable, and he transitioned to the next season of life. That's the thing with transition. Some people do it well, some people don't. Abraham and Sarah messed it up. I'm so tired of being in transition. Do something external and change to change our future. His name's Ishmael. Problem. People have left churches because transition hit their life and they thought it meant change. And they've destroyed their destiny forever. Because let me tell you about church. It's not a, you pick it, it picks you. It picks you, baby. People think, I'm going to go where I feel. Nah, they're people, they're crazy. You don't pick church, church picks you. They're in transition the rest of their life. There's people moving ladder in the earth. They think because their movement is doing something that they're going forward. I got news for you, they're not. They're going lateral. They're not going forward. And that's the key. So when transition is, so start looking for the newness of this relationship with God because he's getting ready to do some new things in your life. And I'm telling you what it is, it's going to start with the Holy Spirit. I promise you. So start checking in. Lean into him. Something new starts. Hey, God, you know what? I'm going to start following the newness of the thing. And I could talk more about it, but it's important. I mean, hey, maybe it's time to, do, do, to, to let this relationship with God go to another level. Because we're in transition, and when you transition, it's not easy. But God sure is faithful. Ain't he? You know what I mean? Like, I, don't, I hate transition. Because you know why? I can't use the stuff from before. It doesn't work. It's miserable. It's like, I said it like this. Jerry, it's like having the tool belt. You know, and you're like, where's the pencil? And the pencil ain't there. Man, where's the hammer? And the hammer ain't there. And you start looking at your tuba, and you don't have your stuff. And you're like, you feel like you can't do the job. And God's like, keep coming on, keep coming. And you're like, I don't want to. And you're like, children of Israel, I want to go back. They transition them from a bad season to a better season. But all you could do in the middle of transition is feel the discomfort and go, let me go back to where I was. And God's like, no, you can't go back. There's nothing to go back to. Press into this next season of life and change your life forever. Come on, stand up on your feet. You know what to do. You can press through this thing because you got the faith for it. Come on, you got the faith for it. 
Just lift your hands to heaven and tell God. Just tell God. Just tell God. If I walk, just say this out loud. Say, if I'm walking through transition, I'm going to walk by faith, not by sight, and I'm going to let this new thing happen in my life because the Holy Spirit is going to lead me, guide me, and help me. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said amen and amen. Man, you guys are doing great. I love you. God bless you. Coming back 1030. Don't forget. Don't forget, man. You can push through transition. It's easy. Just make sure you stay faithful with God. Amen? God bless you. Get out of here. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.